bass farter or like are you a like high pitch farter? I'm a silent but deadly. Oh, that's the worst. Welcome to Last God Standing. I'm Teresa. I'm Danny. We have a very special episode that is not fart related. Lies. Uh, we have three guests with us today. We are all on vacation together in a cabin in the woods. What could go wrong? <laughs> They are. They each picked their favorite myth from antiquity, right? Antiquity, folklore, and they are going to tell us, the hosts of this lovely podcast, and you, the listener, what is their very favorite legend, legend, myth, story time, story time. You should really be holding that microphone I so you be. can interact Give me with me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to introduce any of our guests? Yes. <laughs> uh, we have Avi. Hello. We have Juliana, which everybody knows she was on our podcast before. Hello. Wow. Hey, Juliana. Way to be the first recurring guest. O-M-G. <laughs> we like you so much, we took you on vacation and brought you back on the show. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> and over here we have uh, author of our theme music and my husband, Mike Cicino. Hello. <laughs> there it is. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we instructed them to summarize and bring out their favorite thing. Yes, we asked them to pick a favorite. And of course, we waited until this morning to do it. <laughs> yes. We means Michael. <laughs> and me. You knew your story. Well, kind of, but I still had to Google the Everland crap out of it. So, Well, I technically know the story of Hecate, but I still had to look her up. It makes me feel better to hear other people had to Google, because oh, yeah. I, I, I was like, I'm a total failure at life. <laughs> How do you think anybody gets anything done nowadays? They Google everything. Better than the like, everything. I everything. Guarantee that you guys' myths will be much easier to find than you guys's. You guys's. You guys's. You guys's. Are you West you guys's. Coast? What's, what's happening? Yeah, you guys's. You guys's. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, no. You guys. You guys. I, I would accept no, this all from you before I accept it. Originally from uh, Massachusetts. <laughs> originally from Massachusetts. Right, I heard. Wicked hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Poseidon's from. I'm tapping out. <laughs> <laughs> he hangs out by the ports in Southie. He does. Oh, Where are you from? <laughs> the land down under. Dead air is the best thing ever. Oh, I can't wait to edit that. You're dead air. Oh, that's gonna be edited right out. But I can see exactly where that's edited out on the grid. <laughs> but this is quite. This dollar doesn't quite do a grid. It's just audacity. It's what's free. Free to me, guys. That's yeah, what we're yeah I hear you. No, free is my great. favorite price. It works my, it's good. It my brother forward. bought every single microphone at this table. Nice. So, he's responsible for my music. Music. This is It's music to my ears. Music. We did not cue up any fun music either. Uh, No, but I can insert it. You can add it in post. We always do. We'll fix it in post. We'll do it live. (laughs) (laughs) One take, straight through, ten minutes, go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Who would like, We you can swear on this uh, show, so feel free to fuck you at up. Good to know. Because you never know. Like, if you're covering uh, a particularly sexy god or story, then, you know. Yeah, I talk a lot. What if we're uncovering one? Oh, that's very nice. Then that's very nice. I don't think mine are very sexy, to be honest. 
Okay, well, you don't know. Maybe they are. In someone's realm. If, but yeah. Can you make them say There's somebody for everyone. Not Everybody's got a, a kink. <laughs> the, the, the Asir kept visiting Jotunheim to catch time. a lover. Those so giant women. I mean, they might not have been a giant and tall, but like, they were yeah. still definitely going, they were like tapping the next door neighbors. Yeah. They are. I mean, Loki <laughs> fucked a horse. He Didn't he become a horse? A horse. Get fucked by a horse and then give birth to him? Yes. Yeah, okay. That is true. Yeah, Loki yeah. did that. An eight-legged horse named Slepnir. And then also the uh, good serpent, too, right? It. No, yeah. that's his... No. That's his son. That is his son. Yeah, she gave, he, he gave didn't birth. give birth to it. He his didn't? wife did. Yeah. Oh, I'm remembering. Or a giantess. He gave birth to the wolf. The wolf, I knew. Uh, yeah. And hell. He just got the... Fenrir? Yeah. Hell was last week's episode. <laughs> it's like you don't listen to our show. I, I didn't listen to this one. One week, come on. I get more time than that. <laughs> so is, is somebody going first? Do we like spin the wheel of fortune? or? I mean, do you, do you want to go first? I guess I just fell and told myself, didn't I? Right. Somebody's um, holding the mic like yeah. he's definitely yeah, going first. Yeah, seriously. Like. You were cursing. I can't abide by that. This is a vacation. Oh, this is vacation. <laughs> um, okay, so... So my favorite myth is uh, the golem myth. Um, golems are anim- animated, animated items, uh, mud usually, uh, dirt, that kind of stuff, and the the they're a big part of Jewish mythology. And so the the thought process is that uh, they're brought to life through the name of God. The name okay. of God is you know scribed on their forehead, and it brings them to life. Um, Side question. Yeah. If you're scratching the name of God on a golem's head, but mm-hmm. it is a Jewish golem, yes. uh, do you put the asterisk where the O goes? Probably. Nice. And some umlauts. So it's just a G, a little, Slash D. little yeah. star, I'm, I'm D. There were telephones back then. Don't lie to can me. You, it's a star. <laughs> can you write God's name in Hebrew? Well, so the, the, the problem is like, that... Are you allowed to write God? But in Latin, no. Jehovah begins with an I. Yeah. Oh, snap. Oh, that, I knew you were going to come up with that one. Power, right? That power comes from God's true name, mm. which has been lost to the ages. That's that's the whole point of Kabbalah is to be searching for God's true name. Okay. So then we can never mm. make a golem. Not maybe. anymore. They're lost to the ages. Yeah. <gasps> that's why they are legend. God. Gee, damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Gee, dash. Gee, dash, damn it. Gee, dash, damn it. Are you sure you don't know? I don't know. No, okay. I'm not in that exclusive club. Are you sure? I, I'm, I am positive. I would not be Would you make the me a golem if you knew? Uh, no. Well, there's reasons for it. So, so the two like most famous golem stories are uh, the golem of Helm and the golem of Prague. And uh, the golem of Prague was built to defend, uh, you know, Jewish areas from being like destroyed, right? Run through the pogroms, that kind of stuff. And every golem story, every single one of them, uh, with the exception of like one, the golem ends up going on like a murderous rampage. So no, I, I wouldn't make you one. I feel like that's not the bestest of ideas. Can we make one and set it perhaps near a location that we wish would be trampled for no particular reason? Like the well, Southern State Parkway. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so I feel like you're speaking about the most popular golem story, which is Frankenstein's monster, okay. which was a flesh golem, although that technically doesn't come from Jewish mythology, right? It was electric. You know, current that brought it to life. Science. It's it's based on like the original golem thought process, and I mean, he, he went on a rampage well, and destroyed his enemies. So. Did yeah, people get scared? Did people? Did the golem go on the rampage because people brought him to life and they were like, "Thanks for protecting our town," and then they shit all over him yeah. and make him go out into the sea and be like, "By the way, my name's Frankenstein's monster," because you never bothered <laughs> to give me a real name, even though I learned French. 
Wait, do golems <laughs> have real names? No, and they can't speak usually. Oh. Uh, traditionally in, in mythology, they can't speak. Can you make a little golem? Sure I go on could. a murderous rampage too. If I got created and they, they shit all over me, I'd be yeah. very upset. And they're in the they're in the shape of humans, but they're not considered human. They don't have a soul, right? Oh, so okay. there's 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 a lot to be angry about. To be honest, mm. how do you stop a golem? Uh, you remove the name. I mean, that's or... close contact there. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, how do you do that? It's dangerous. So they don't listen to their maker. Well, they do. Most of the stories, they start out doing what they're supposed to be doing, and something happens, right? And then what happened in Prague? I don't recall. Well, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't in Prague in 1543. So. <laughs> it was only in the 1500s? 14, 1500s, <gasps> supposedly. That was quite recent. Yeah. Mm. It's all these rabbis. Look into I'm going to look into this. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting Jewish folklore. Most of it has to do with weird things. I mean, I'm going to border on real sacrilegious right here. But yeah. If I showed a rabbi my tits, would he show me how to make a golem? I don't think any rabbis today know how, but most of them like boobies, so... They'll tell That's you yes until they see everything and be like... You could try. Like, <laughs> I tried. Yeah, you can try. I tried. So. I couldn't do it. I tried. <laughs> there was a golem in uh, Dogma, right? Didn't they make a golem? Oh, it was oh, a poop golem. No, no, that was... Uh, yeah, that was uh, the Golgothan. Oh, which I is thought a, it was it's a, a demon. That's a demon. Oh, my that's, bad. That's a shit a demon. That was a shit demon. Yeah, that was from uh, the... When they, when they pierced uh, Jesus with the spear, yeah, yeah. right when his, his bowels spilled, and that's what created the Golgotha. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's it's, I know it's about in the movie. Spear of Destiny I, or whatever they, they, they call it. They yeah, they, yeah, it's, I've it's, seen that movie like a dozen times. What's her name? The one who plays the... She, she's like a stripper when they come across Salma her. Salma Hayek. Yeah, yeah. Salma, Salma Hayek's Hayek. character, Serendipity, the most woman in the world. talks all about that. He just and, doesn't and age. Silent Bob knocks him out with... Air freshener because it says knocks strong odors out, and that's like <laughs> great. I, I love that, that movie. I don't remember. I don't that remember they got describing. Into the Is that true though? Like his it's, like entrails came out and it, it formed well, a yeah, Jesus they, poop monster. Well, it wasn't just Jesus. It was all the criminals because they were all. Um, so everybody he died to save sins for came out as a poop monster poop, in the poop end. Demon, supposedly yeah. <gasps> in that in that particular Man, story, the Christians are really burying the lead on a lot of these stories. Yeah, maybe. Not maybe. I mean, you want to get people interested. I agree. I went to Catholic school. A shit demon is what's going to get you interested? I mean... I mean, not all the way, but like... I mean, I'm hopping on the golem side here. Like, you know what I mean? To create a golem. Don't, don't be coming to me with your sad poems and your weird... Don't come to Talk me with shit weird shit. <laughs> Just, I want the real good stuff, she you know? Yeah. I want a shit demon. I want a pile of salt that was a person. I want... Oh, yeah. She's a... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you want somebody from Sodom? Is that what that was? That was the yeah. reference? Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. I want the exciting stuff. <laughs> all right. I feel, all like, right. I feel like there's some cursed items. You ever watch Warehouse 13? I feel like like Sodom salt would be a, a cursed item from Warehouse 13. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness God. gracious. Revive that show. With oh, that's that a great show. Promise. I agree. So, um, yep. golems from modern day. <laughs> golems from modern day would be Frankenstein's monster. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not terribly modern anymore, but yeah. Um, uh, probably the most modern Golem reference that's relatively popular would be uh, on Terry Pratchett's Discworld. Um, in a couple of his novels, they have Golems. In fact, there's a whole guild that runs Golems, and they were originally like in the sewers running the pumps because they don't ever get tired. Um, and then they end up being postmen, I think. Uh, going going postal was that, was that novel? It's tropical. <laughs> I'm going to call No, because that means a good God-fearing person brought him into the world. On you right now. On me? Maybe on Rudy you. Giuliani Why? Trump's golem. Not, 
not because it's, I don't believe any things you're saying. Halfway to dead. It's, I just don't believe the first thing you said where you're like, I did this this morning. Well, no, I'm, I'm, a big Terry Pratt, I'm a big Terry Pratchett fan. So that's that's just something I know. All right. I've got some golem that's knowledge. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. Discworld, is that the one that's like a I'm whole a Terry bunch fan, of books? You know? Yeah, yeah. Terry yeah. Pratchett's, he's got a whole series. Like, he goes over, like, the guards. I think the first one was called The Color of Magic. I've been flirting with that for a while, but it's so many books. It's, <laughs> it's, it's They're so good. They turned a lot of them into TV shows. <laughs> Color Magic was a movie on the BBC. Uh-huh. I thought that was um, the girl from There's the a show that was on BBC person. America called The Watch, which is based on his novels. There's, there's a bunch of them. He, I, I really like his stuff. It's funny. Like, it's, you know, comedy, fantasy. I like all of those works. Mm. So if a golem, if a golem was going to be a godsman, mm. what would it be the god of? I mean... Maybe I mean they're they're generally seen as defensive, you know, like uh, almost like a living wall, right? Like a defensive measure, and they're made of mud or dirt, so or clay in most cases. So I mean, I guess maybe like a god of earth. That's a rough call. That's pretty broad, god of it's earth. A god of safety, god of protection, maybe. Hmm. But they're literally like a, just a, a clay warrior. Like that's. They are the god of home security systems. Okay, there you go. You would pray to a golem to protect your home from burglars and riffraffs. And zombies. And zombies. Mm. And Would you like to know where else golems are? Sure. They're in Buffy. There's one in Buffy. Oh, I never watched Buffy. Supernatural had one, too. Supernatural. Of course, I mean. I'm trying to remember the golem from Buffy. I don't remember what happened in the episode, just that there was a golem. Yeah, I remember them talking about it, but I can't. I remember in Supernatural, he had a... um, Scroll in his mouth with, mm. with the name. The name of God. Yeah. 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 Not okay. on his forehead. I mean, that's an interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. I Google Any it, but there's no service. <laughs> I mean, it depends on who wrote them. So that they, like the the Golem of Helm, they, they used to tell it to me when we were kids, and it didn't end with like a murderous rampage, but if you look into like the actual like stories, there's always something that goes wrong. So that they would like remove one of the letters on Shabbat to keep the Golem from violating the rules of Shabbat. Really? And then a rabbi forgot to do that once and then like it became this whole like thing. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stories about it, but most of them are in Yiddish, which is a problem if you don't speak Yiddish, which I don't. So that's hard. So what's this hell one? Helm, C-H-E-L-M. Just another town, middle century town. Um, I believe that was in one of the Baltic states. I can't remember mm-hmm. where, where the Helm is, but um, same kind of thing, you know, uh, menial, menial labor, they created it for, you know, to help the town, and uh, it wasn't happy in the end, and they had to destroy it. Remember the game Dragon Warrior from the original NES? The Was one it? where you had to pick the different, no, no, that's um, different. Yeah, no, I, I... It's a role-playing game. Okay. Uh, there's a town, and the only way to get into it is to defeat a golem. Oh, so there's it. that. Uh, it was a lot of, like, mixed... Um, Mythology. Yeah, mythology and like uh, and symbolism like that. Like the House of the Healing used to have a pentagram on it. You'd have to defeat a golem to get into a town. Uh, in later years, when they re-released it for American audiences, they took the pentagram away and put the cross on it because. <laughs> oh Lord! Because. Mm. <laughs> are you are you insinuating that Americans don't like pagans? <gasps> I would never perish the thought. <laughs> <Mm-mm. laughs> You're like I'm not insinuating it. I'm straight Flat out fucking saying it. All right, who's up next? I'll, I'll pass the torch. I guess you want to. I got. No- 
I don't have to tell a story. Please. Can oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going in an entirely different direction Excellent. because uh, I'm a big theater nerd. And what? Oh, sorry. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, I'm a big theater nerd and I don't get to put my degrees to work very, very much. Uh, so if you go all the way back to the beginning of ancient theater, it actually emerged from myths, from rituals, and different ceremonies dedicated to the gods. So there would be leaders in the town or elders or priests, for example, uh, Thespis, who you might have heard of as the first actor, was from the, the religious sect. Thespian! Bum, bum, bum! <laughs> I know things. Please understand. Yeah. Uh, so as the reenactments of the different myths evolved, they started getting spaces for them, then they started being audiences, and that was the birth of uh, of ancient theater. Um, we don't know really of very much at all about the first hundred years of, of theater. Um, we know that the City Dionysia, which was the big festival where they would started competing uh, with plays that started in Athens around the sixth century BC. We know that there were prizes, and in some instances, we we know the playwrights that won the prizes. But for the first hundred years, we don't really know any of the plays. And the first play that is extant was from uh, was by Aeschylus, and that's what got me into this new into what myth I wanted to talk about because Aeschylus won the City Dionysia Festival with the only existing trilogy, like Greek tragedy that was a trilogy, and that's Agamemnon, and that's, uh, and I've always had a special place in my heart for that. So it's also one of the... Uh, Mike, closer to your mouth. Sorry. Quite all right. Why am I the only one that can't talk? So weird. Uh, so yeah, three plays, Agamemnon, the Libation Bearers, and the Eumenides. So Agamemnon comes home from war. In the first one, he comes home from the Trojan War, and he finds out, oh, see, now we can get into it. He finds out that his wife is fucking another dude. Mm. Uh, Son Wait, didn't fuck, like, a bunch of other dudes? Yeah, but, like, she and her current, and her, her current lover at the time, Aegisthus, they were, like, they had a whole plot so Agamemnon came back and they just fucking murder him. And they're like, we're taking over everything. And that's basically the first play. He comes back, he's victorious. And then he's like, hey, dude, like his wife's supposed to be waiting for him. Not what happens. He's murdered, but we see him again later. Uh, and then the second play is uh, 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 The Libation Bearers. And so Agamemnon's kids, Electra and Orestes are, with the help of Agamemnon, who comes back, obviously, from the grave to advise them, they uh, they take out their mom and his lover. Yeah, and her lover. Yeah, yeah, so that now they're gonna, um, they're gonna, they're gonna take over. But, I have a note. Yeah. Uh, I, when you, when you mentioned winning the prize, it reminded me 
of an episode of another show called Book Cheat, uh, where the guy reads the book so you don't have to. That's the catchphrase. Uh, I'll link it below. Uh, he did Medea, and that won third place. Ah. So, and it kind of deserved it. So, go yeah. on. <laughs> That's great. Um, my favorite you know. thing about the libation bearers is that when I was in college, there was a vi- visiting theater troupe that did a version of it under the big top. And Electra wore a red nose and it was in a circus. And I was like, I need to see somebody doing Aeschylus in a circus setting. It was fascinating. Um, but it it re it sort of got me back into the plays again because I hadn't read them maybe since high school or whatever. Uh, all right, so we're in the third play, which is the Eumenides. I promise this is almost done. No, no, take your um, time. Uh, 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 Orestes has to stand trial because Apollo was the one who came down and was like, "Yo, you should you should fucking." murder your mom and her new <laughs> and her new and her new man like you should fucking murder them straight up and so he does and now he has to stand trial for it so the whole play is he's trying to get out of um being found guilty and then at the end uh, Athena swoops in and she's like the the jury is divided and she literally comes in and is like a uh, Kamala Harris and it's just like you're good and saves his ass <laughs> oh that's excellent does she say why or is she just salty with Apollo for the time being like, yeah, yeah I mean like she's just Apollo. she's working she's working against Apollo what was um uh what was what was cool about this play at the time was obviously there was a lot of God's action in all of these plays because they were basically just plays about how great the gods were mm. but uh Aeschylus started writing interactions like where the gods are coming down and talking to them and not just like looking up from on high. And um, so, yeah, so he, uh, he, won, he, he won the, uh, the first prize. And uh, here's a fun fact that just I'm going to add at the end. When they were performing these tragedies, in between the acts, they would perform satyr plays. Which were just um, plays that were based on the tragedies, but where they would like make fun of the characters, and they were just like lighthearted to sort of give you a little break before you go back to, you know, yeah. Um, so kind of like the old cartoon reels in the beginning of movies, right? A little little humor exactly. before you get into the drama. Exactly. So um, Agamemnon, like, if it was in, be- if he doesn't die in the first act, let's say he dies in the second act, like in between, they might like have like a funny little addition of him come out and be like, look, I triple on or whatever. Exactly. The <laughs> problem is there are there's old, there are hardly any that still exist. In fact, we know that the name of the uh, 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 the Seder play that was performed during um, uh, the Oresteia trilogy was called Proteus, but only one line from the play still exists. That's incredible. Do you write it down? I sure. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Act it! A wretched, piteous dove in quest of food dashed amid the winnowing fans its breast broken in twain. That's all there is of this play. Apollo's ego. Apollo's ego. Yeah, so when when you reminded me that I was um, meant to be 
researching a myth, which wasn't this morning, but it was a few days ago, uh, I thought about what, which one I would want. And there are so many good ancient Greek ones, I knew I was going to go ancient Greece because that's like my wheelhouse. Uh, but this one, I, rem I have so many good memories of it, and I, I love that I could tie it back on to the nerdy beginning of theater. When a time when theater was your civic duty. Mm. And the government had a special fund because if if well for men, I mean obviously no women were were allowed to attend, but men who couldn't afford to attend, there was a fund that would pay for their theater admission because it was part of your civic responsibility to go to the to the theater. I wish that was yeah. Broadway, right? I know. Now. Also, That's better than spending money on war, right? Like, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll back the theater as opposed to bombing other countries. It seemed like mm. the Greeks, not that they wouldn't get down on some war, they would. Oh, yeah. Like, not like the Romans. But they, but they were also like, and also theater. No. Like, no, but you know what the, the Romans, like, the Romans fucked up theater. Like, they brought it into the, uh, into the Coliseum. They used to flood the Coliseums and reenact wars and actually murder that same number of people. They would use, um, they would um, use slaves and stuff. They would flood the Coliseum, bring in ships, and reenact wars and uh, literally murder And the everybody. people in the stands were like, this is the best war reenactment I've ever seen. Yeah. That gives me, like, now I just thought of, like, Civil War reenactors. And I'm like, can you <laughs> imagine? Yeah, it's like that, except for if they were murdering <laughs> each other. Yeah. If, they, if they were like, guys, we're going to reenact the Civil War, but for realsies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Romans took it. Off the rails. <laughs> that seems on brand for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, they always Any follow up for Juliana? What was? Well, I'm trying to remember the movie that that like the game show where you you die if you don't win it was an old Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Running Man. Running Man. Running Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Run. Yes, it was a Steven. Running right, Man. Thing. Didn't they remake it with like? Colin, what's his Barrel? name? Oh, that was yeah. Total Recall. Um, total Recall. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin Quinn, what? Running oh, Man was, um, with Richard Dawson. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's right. Richard Dawson? Yeah, he was the host. He, he was the host of the game show. Are you kidding me? It was That was such a good movie. We should watch that tonight. That, yeah, that was a Stephen King novel. Or story. And he wrote... Yeah, it's a Stephen King story. And he wrote another one called Rage. He wrote like a novella with four of them in there. Rage he took out of print because it was about a kid who goes in and... It's about a kid who goes in and... Shoots up a class, but uh, after Columbine, Stephen King took it off the market. But I'm trying to think. The Long Walk was the other one, an apt pupil. Oh, apt pupil, pupil, yeah. What's Terminal Man? Who wrote that? Terminal Man. I know. I have no idea. Terminal Man. Right, I'll have to look it up. Does whatever a spider pig does. <laughs> spider pig. Does he spider swing pig. from a web? No, he can't. Cause he's big. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. You know, there actually is a, a Spider Pig spinoff with a character named Peter Porker, right? Yeah, yeah. it's John oh, Mulaney. He's, he's, he's in the multiverse. He was in Spider. Yeah. He was in the. John Mulaney did it. I should watch that. You should. What it's going to be like a little nerdy with us. Spider Man and Spider Verse. Oh, I oh, it's I really good. I don't, watch I don't know I any watch, of the Spider Man mythology. I watch comic movies. It's a cartoon and it was put out by Sony, but it's. It was devastatingly good. good cartoon. I did hear it was good. Um, stuff and the storyline is very good. And Nick Cage is the voice of uh, Spider Noir. Nice. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Peter Porker is uh, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. <gasps> yeah. I love John Mulaney. 
Spoiler alert! Well, I liked your story. Thank you. I did too. I love theater. I was a theater major in college. I'm an actor. Of course, of course you were a theater nerd. <laughs> everything about me says... No, Teresa's one of my favorite theater bro, bro. dates because she wants to go see everything. I do. I don't care who's in it or anything. Like, I, I mean, care. if it's somebody I love, I care. then Ju- bonus. I care. Juliana is one of my favorite theater dates because she gets me off the hook. Favorite play of all time, Ooh. Thoroughly Modern Millie. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Damn Yankees. Uh, the, and the devil was uh, Jerry Lewis. He was Ooh. he was on Broadway playing the devil. It was outstanding. I went with my stepdad. My stepdad was uh, a big fan of the you know MDA. And so he's like, Jerry Lewis is on Broadway. We got to go. We got to go. Outstanding show. Jerry Lewis was amazing. I saw Victor Garber as the devil. That was good, too. With, oh, yeah. With uh, 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 B.B. Newworth as Lola. Awesome. The first play I ever saw was uh, Starlight Express. With the roller skates? Nice. With the roller skates, but they hadn't invented inlines yet, so they did it all on quads. Yep. Yeah, man. It I was had amazing. A, it I was had somebody 80. fall on my lap at one of their shows. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to beat that one for me because I was a kid and I was like, I can't believe all on roller skates, though. I was easily impressed. I, I loved the soundtrack, too. <laughs> this nerd. I'm like, I it's mean, sentient trains or whatever. <laughs> You're allowed to. It was, but it was also like a huge moment in. The how American music or or no wait that's Andrew Lloyd Webber isn't it? no Starlight Express was it I'm the oh, worst I, I never knew I don't know there was roller skates I'm the worst if it's by Eugene O'Neill or Arthur Miller or a Greek you know <laughs> My I got it but favorite is uh, Helltown Oh Hades Town I love <gasps> I can't remember the name. <laughs> Extraordinary! It's one of the first ones coming back too. Early That's September. Great. I suggest everybody go see it. I'm Agreed. Favorite play. That would. That is I my new favorite. Like, but I, I love the music. Favorite. I loved the feel of sitting in. Like it was. It was really when cool. I saw that musical, when it ended, they could literally have started it over, and I would have Same. happily sat there Same. and watched it again. Same. It went by so fast. It was so good. Get in there, honey. No, no. I I was just saying. I do not have a favorite play. I have plays I like, but I don't have like a favorite. Name one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Come That's on, dude. you can show. name I one play. I could name. Uh, I uh, don't say that. spam a lot. You know what? Uh, we went and saw Mice and Men, and uh, they, 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 we really liked that one. Yes, That's I know. Good. I was just, I, you know, still. I know. We it upset me the end of that book. I didn't I mean, see that. Was that with? Was James it? Franco and Chris O'Dowd. Oh, Chris O'Dowd. And it's what. the first play that they ever filmed at for the National Theater Live, like mm. when they do that thing. It was the only it's the only American one they've ever filmed and sent oh. into the movie theaters. I have to change my answer. Oh yeah? Is it of my Hall- Halloween time one year we went up to Baiting I mean uh, Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> and Danny bought tickets for this super very extra off Broadway interpretation of the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh my She's God. good at the and community was, theater finds. <laughs> it was the single most horrendous show it was I have ever been to. Epically awful. And but but like in the best kind of way. Like oh. they, they took themselves entirely too seriously. Yeah. They had these crazy musical numbers. They had a whole a whole song about fighting hand to hand. But it was called Mano Imano. Mano Imano. But they, oh they were God. acting like it was man to man, even though mano a mano means hand to hand. <laughs> and they danced. It was it was just terrible, absolutely terrible. Danny found 
a local production of Evil Dead the Musical. Oh, that, oh my. <laughs> that had I half really the songs that. cut out. A local well, production. Well, we saw the real... The... I really liked the parenting decision of bring your daughter. <laughs> and she was like 12. And she was like, what's all this shit? That seems totally appropriate. Yeah. My friends went, I I didn't get to see it, but my friends went, I think they had like Splatter Zone tickets. Yeah, I didn't get to see it. That's in the real one. So we went to the rare one. Oh, we went to the original run off Broadway. (laughs) And she took her young daughter to it. But you also went to a uh, uh, out of town local, local, a regional production. (laughs) Nice. It was cast by uh, Their Aunt Owns the Theater. (laughs) <laughs> nobody knew the material except for one person and Teresa and I <laughs> one person in the cast knew about the evil dead everybody else was like I'm ready for my close up Mr. DeMille and I was oh, like that's not this guys <laughs> Yeah, no. that's the best not... part about after seeing evil dead was Teresa had my ringtone so when I called her it was said to what the fuck is that the song nice and I would wait till we were in Target, and I would call her so that her phone would go off and go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I approve of that. <laughs> and yes, my parenting decisions, I, I don't make good parenting decisions. That my daughter's already been on the show. You've heard Taking her. your 12-year-old to the theater is an excellent parenting decision. It is. Evil Dead when the musical isn't going to... they're not making hand job references with ah. the hands. <laughs> Did anybody see... And then she turns in and goes, what's that? Why are they doing that? Oh, no reason. It's okay. You should go ask your Aunt Teresa. She'll tell you. <laughs> years ago... Years ago, they did an off-Broadway musical version of Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> they, they replaced they replaced all the sex scenes with songs, <laughs> and it was a little bit of genius. <laughs> I love it. I want to see it. Me too. When are we all going? Let's, when are we going? I don't remember. So I think the the reason we were able to go see um, Damn Yankees and we got like front row seats was because. My stepfather's friend's father was a Broadway producer, and he exclusively did shows of adult content. Oh, and right. I bet he was one of the producers on that We'll show. look it up. and uh, yeah. We could look it up now, but there's no Wi-Fi or yeah, no service, service in, in this cabin nowhere, in the middle of nowhere. I'm amazed that we have electricity to run the laptop, to be honest. Uh, it's only because we shut everything else off and the, the house is lit with candles. The only thing that's, that's plugged that's in is the mini mixer. I charged the uh, laptop ahead of time. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> it's not joking. We are literally around the table lit with candles. Every yeah. time you say damn Yankees, I, now I know what damn Yankees is, but you every think time the band? you do it, I think of, can, can you take me high? And I'm like, I'm, not, I'm like, why are you talking about Ted Nugent? Yeah. Man, that guy's nuts now. No, yeah, oh, Ted Nugent's oh, a real disappointment. Like, oh what do you mean gosh. now? Ted Nugent was always we nice. Some don't get too deep into those songs, yeah. guys. We don't have copyright on that. Yeah, <laughs> Teresa worried about copyright all the time. Uh-oh, uh-oh, that's right. That's oh, right. you can Take end it easy, that everyone. As long as it's a parody, you're under fair use. You, you guys stick to, like, thoroughly modern Millie and stuff that's in, like... The generals, darn I guess. Darn Yankees. There. Darn yeah. No, no, that's fine. But like, yeah, 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 yeah we didn't sing songs. All we did was sing a little bit of, of uh, whatever. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I liked Thoroughly Modern Can Millie, take... but it wasn't what I was trying to ask. Really Modern oh. Millie would have been a perfectly good answer. Honestly, anything's a perfectly good answer to your favorite. Um, I That is my least favorite question to get asked. Like, all of, like, people who are peripherally adjacent to me are just like, so... What's your favorite show of all time? Like, I cannot answer that. I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of plays. <laughs> Avenue Q's up there for me, too. I enjoyed Avenue it was, Q. It was just really well written. It was a good good show. 
when people ask you that, you should answer with this play. Be like, oh my God, in 6000 BC. Yeah, exactly. I wish they would do a revival. Yeah. It would definitely win the Tony for best revival. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Uh, I usually answer with whatever I'm feeling I like is particularly special to me at that moment. Sure. You know, because like whatever in the last season, um, although now this season... I'm a Tony voter, so I'm gonna have to see everything, Ooh. and I'm really excited to. I'm really excited about it. If I can't make it, I bet Danny can. <laughs> yeah, man, I need. Yeah, yeah, she needs dates. I need. Oh, dates. I need to go to plays. I'll give them Great. There you go. I get a pair of tickets to every show on Broadway this season. Awesome. Mm. Better make nice, nice. That's fantastic. Every time they announce something, I decide whether or not I'm excited about it. But mostly, I am. Um, Stuff I wouldn't get to see. Like, I would never have been able to get a ticket to the, uh, what is it, the thing with Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Roderick. I would oh, never get yeah. into that. I made it invisible. No, that's a different No, they, what is it, Plaza Suite they're Plaza doing? Suite. Yeah. Are you ready? Sorry, to we go, took a Mr. tangent, but it's my favorite I, fucking I, I tangent. Ask, I ask a question. Yeah. Did you see Equus? With Richard Griffiths and Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. Yeah, and you saw Daniel Radcliffe's junk? Yep. Is it as mythic as people say it is? I mean, it was. It, it didn't like stop the show or anything, but it was totally fine. Okay. Totally yeah, acceptable. Here's a fun okay, fact about when I saw Equus. Gina's grandmother took her to see that. To see Equus. I didn't take her. To see Harry movie. Potter's dog. You learn about Equus in high school, though. Like, you read yeah. Equus in high school. Like, that's fine. The, uh, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> fun fact about when I saw Equus at the Broadhurst Theater, I walked in at like 8.02, and I had to pee so badly, and I was talking to the house manager. And I had worked in that theater three or four times before. And he was like, go pee, I'll hold the house. And so he held the curtain until I came back. And I was like, that might be the coolest thing that ever happens to me. <laughs> that's pretty big. I mean, that's I mean, to be fair, they're not going to start between before 8.06 anyway. And so I probably didn't really even hold it up. But I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And he was like, go ahead, I'll hold it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty big, though. That's something. That made me happy. You know. I, you know what, I, I, I worked on the History Boys there, which was one of my favorite. I would say oh, I one of the, the favorite. Boys. Yeah, it's such a good play, man. Such the, a good play. People would, who, who run those kind of things, they act like it's the hugest deal if you got to wait like just one minute to go on. They act they're like, well, no, it's got to be now, you know. So that's that's huge. You're important. Yeah. <laughs> you a, a Broadway show usually isn't going to start before eight oh five, eight oh six. For late people, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you want to give it a few minutes. No, Nothing ever starts on time, except for, uh, like, Harry Potter. They were like, we're not fucking around. It starts at 8 o'clock. And it's also, like, a nine-hour show, so they have to... No, each part was two and a half hours. I did it, I did it over two days. Um, but there are certain producers that are like, I start at this time. There are no... There's no late seating, which I'm actually a fan of. I hate seeing a show and getting into it and then having to stand up for people home. <laughs> All right, this is not a theater podcast. Tell me to shut up. Oh, we love theater Can here. Can we though. do a theater podcast, though? <laughs> oh, my God. If you want to do theater podcasts, we'd be happy to branch off and do theater podcasts. We should do it. We I should could talk about theater plays and act. Yeah. Or less God Pod. God Pod. Now it's Mike Jacino's turn to talk about his favorite myth. Hey, don't say my name out loud like that. Um, okay. I, I, I'm going to bore you all to death, and I picked... Uh, I picked the the tale of Icarus. Yeah, there you go. 
real you exciting. Can, you can hold the mic. Oh, I can hold the mic. You it's can. my Why is that boring? Icarus is one of the greatest uh, tales know. of it's, all. It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of just all I can think of, really. You know, but um, so basically, his uh, father, uh, Daedalus. Ah, you know, I'm missing so much of this. Okay, so <laughs> let me let me start real o- o- over won. here. Basically, yeah. Re- basically, his father Daedalus uh, uh, builds a labyrinth for uh, uh, King King Minos of Crete. And um, long story short, he gets uh, he gets imprisoned. Um, him and his son. And uh, so he builds. Uh, he builds. He engineers wings. <laughs> we can do it now. He engineers wings out of uh, uh, wax and feathers. And uh, you know he warns his son Icarus. He's like, listen, you know when you when you go to fly, you know uh, you you can't fly too high. You can't go towards the sun. You you know it's just not going to work out. And it's wax full. It's wax. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's wax full. So he basically flies too close to the sun. It melts. No, yeah, kids are kids, man. Ever does that? <laughs> so he flies too close to the sun. The wax melts. The feathers fall off, and he plunges into the sea. Real exciting story. It's a good story. He dies though. Yeah. It's a he, cautionary yeah, tale. Yeah. Well, most most people who plunge into the sea that that. The death part is sort of, it's kind of implied. Mm. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. So, but he's mostly dead, which is slightly alive, but mostly dead, all the way dead. I I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, but it's a good, it's a good morality story. It is a good morality story. I mean, it's about being too cocky, basically. You know, it it is about being too cocky. You know, Um, and. that's that's all I have to say about that, really. You know. I why mean, is it your favorite? Just, why why is it my favorite? Yes. Um, <laughs> this is gonna sound terrible, but it was the only thing I could really remember from 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 mythology. That means so it was your favorite. I just, it made a... uh, I just yeah, it had went a special impact. Uh, also, um, also Iron Maiden. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Iron Maiden. Freaking uh, uh, did a song about it, and that's probably the only reason why I remember it. Uh, that's so. cool, though. I mean, like that's like Greek mythology from a different from Iron Maiden. Like from, I, I from love Iron that. Maiden from Bruce Dickinson's mouth. <laughs> yeah, in I your love ears, it. You know, when you heard um, the story, did it upset you that he flew too close to the sun and died? Yes, it did. I was. Are you just uh, saying I'm that? Not just saying that. Really? So it did upset. It, so, of course, you know it's uh, you know. So that means he's, it, like, he's a he dead guy him. now. You know, I don't, I don't want him to die. No, Icarus, no, I have no. no reason for him to to uh, you know wish you. wish him, you know, ill. So you know, it was a shame. It was. A it was shame. a shame was how sad. he died. Such wasted potential. Yeah, you know. I mean, he could have been a contender. <laughs> for all you know, you know. So. Well, what I know is the reason. Oh, yeah, the reason why they were imprisoned? Yeah. Uh, that they were imprisoned uh, at all. I think you glossed over the Minotaur. The Minotaur? Well, yeah, you know what? I did gloss <laughs> over the Minotaur. He was just getting to the wings. He yeah. just wanted the yeah, wings. Yeah, I just wanted to go with the wings part of it, but the, the, it was it was originally the labyrinth was built for the Minotaur, if I'm correct about that. Because yeah. I know, you're, you know you're, you're checking my work right now. I'm not checking your work. Uh, it's okay if you are. It's all right. Yes, it was originally built for the Minotaur. Yes. And, hold the uh, Minotaur and in. And he gave... Um, and they sent virgins to the Minotaur. 
Yes. Like you do. And he gave he gave uh, 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 the the king's daughter a uh, uh, like a like a string or bowl of so she could make it yeah. out of the maze. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no, See, no know. good. Yeah, I kind of know. Didn't you know, and uh, that's why they got imprisoned there on that island. And uh, yep, built some wings out of wax and feathers. Didn't pan out. Didn't pan out. Could have panned. Too close to the sun. If the kid had listened to his dad. If he wasn't. It panned out for today. It's just right. Not, just not that great. If yeah, he wasn't. Away, right? <laughs> if he wasn't that arrogant. Mm-mm-mm. Kids. You know what I mean? Kids. Yeah. Oh, I can't say That anything. was like the ultimate I told you so story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why that's my favorite myth. Because I'm kind because of can just that be un- guy. Yeah. Like, uh, I told I you so. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? But also, it's harsh, man. Like, Daedalus could have jumped in there and been like, what did I tell you? Now, don't do that again. But he was like, nope. That's the part of the story dead. that always upset me. He was like, well, I guess he's dead now, and he just flies off. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, well, I'll get another kid. They were just like, they just make some more kids or whatever, but like, <laughs> so, I mean, like, they don't, you don't get a second chance. You warn him once, and he makes one, like, woo. Well, we don't know. Harsh like, parents. I mean, they were in that maze, for, or on that island for a long time. Maybe there was like some, I'm sick of this teenage bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, you know what? You deserve it. You know what? Go ahead. You know go what? Ahead. Let me give you the rope. You know, and you'll you'll hang yourself and, 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 and socks wait up. a second. How many times am I going to tell you? Or maybe, maybe it's even sad. Maybe <laughs> he realized he was going to do that and was like, well, you know, maybe he'll learn a lesson. Didn't count on, like, the death part of it. Maybe. Maybe you didn't know, and... count on them, like, bursting into flames. All right. But he's flying. He flew close enough to the sun that it melted his wings. He was obviously high enough up that. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe he was high. Um... <laughs> Maybe but so. then he got on. And he got caught up in, like, the awesome. I get so That makes it's sense. it's a dare. It's a don't do drugs. Don't do drugs mythology. Dare to keep your dare. kids off drugs. Fly or they on will your fly way into like the sun an eagle. And yeah. drown. We're gonna have into kids. the future. We're going to have kids. And every time, like, one of them starts to, like, get a little too wild or excited... Uh, he's going to be like, all right, Icarus, take it easy. <laughs> Settle down, we're Icarus. We're going to engineer. We're going to engineer wings out of wax and feathers and go, yeah. Throw them up go the fly to the sun, buddy. Go. Yeah. Uh, so Why is there a kid on the roof with some feathers? Ah, the are like, that's one of ours. I'm sorry. Just keep driving. Keep driving. Just, just keep going. Just, just keep, keep swimming. Just, keep just let it happen. All right. So that is everybody's favorite myth. Um, do you have anything to plug? Anybody got plugs here? I got no plugs. Businesses. What about your favorite myth? Oh, we don't have to participate. Oh. This was uh, to shine a spotlight on you guys. Oh, yeah, sorry. we're being I'm, super I'm, okay. generous. I apologize. I didn't and we appreciate it. You didn't put us generous. on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I have a favorite story, but. Uh, Danny here has heard it uh, every year for like the last 13 years. So It's called Bledwith. <laughs> it's the story of Bledwith. And See, I'm sure she doesn't want to hear it again. Not Lou? Okay. It's yeah. related, but it's, it's a different related. Lou. It's not yeah. Lou with a long spear. It's different uh, Lou. But it is a it's favorite. It's Lou number two. That's right. It's a popular name. It's like the Mike of Celtic mythology. Yeah. Everybody just be Lou. <laughs> it's not just her favorite myth. She likes the the meditation that goes with it. There's I, like I like the every whole thing. part of it. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm the only one. So <laughs> we play it every year for her. <laughs> like Alice's restaurant on Thanksgiving. Yes. There you go. Exactly. They create a woman for this guy. <laughs> Here we go. That's the, the bridge version. Out of flowers. This is my special edition version of the story, which when I teach the Mabinogia to other Wiccan students. For those of you on Patreon, you can hear this with your donations. <laughs> I wish we had a Patreon. Get out of here. Uh, uh, this is the abridged version that I always tell <laughs> so I can get the class done. Nice. Um, in Bloodwith's case, it's about halfway through the story, and uh, Lou was rejected by his mom. His mom was like, I... Pfft, I'm not having kids. And then she stepped over a broom and he fell out and, and, they were like, and she was like, him. you're a dick. And they, and his uncle math, like put him in a little cubby hole or like a little foot locker to be like, what kid? I don't know. We killed him or something. Yeah. And she's like, whatever, I'm never going to name him and arm him and he'll never have a wife and all these things because she was real salty. And she just put him in a box or what? No, his uncle did. So she didn't kill him outright. <laughs> Oh, ow. <laughs> so he got put in a box? He wasn't really saved? in a box. That's just Teresa's version. Oh, okay, great, great, great. I'm going to take Swaddled him up, put him in his pocket, whatever it is. He got him out of there. Understood. <laughs> he was being protected. So by the time Bloodwith rolls around, that's his wife. His uncle Math makes her out of flowers and stuff like that. And that's what the word means. It means flower face. And when she suddenly, uh, he goes away for some reason and like some hot guy walks by. With his party and was like, well, got to be neighborly. He was just a hot guy. It was a prince. Well, he's pretty hot. there's no evidence that she loved Lou. No, no, there is none. The whole moral of the story is she wasn't given any choice for her body. Yeah, like she was made to marry him. but And then when she turned around and was like, oh my goodness, this guy? Got to be neighborly. Please come on in. (laughs) And then plotted to kill Lou. Succeeded. Math turned her into an owl over it. So much murder. An owl. Oh. Right? That's the abridged version. The the other two steps before that involve, uh, <laughs> like, just just his mom being, like, absolutely like, I'll never do that, and then they fool her two times. Three times. They fooled her three, three times. Three times, yeah. There's also, like, there's a rape scene, and they get punished, and then they have to become three different animals and then they have to have sex as those animals and then give birth as those animals but it was the two men that raped the other woman and now they're being punished for like three years of living as animals and having babies as animals that's a solid punishment i gotta say celts are pretty good the celtic mythology is really good stuff yeah like the mabinogian and all that stuff but i do love the the longer edition of the bloodwith story and like how it goes down and it's very funny to me that to kill Lou, you had to do a very specific thing. You had to, like, step on a goat and on half a drawn bath with a special blade made at a special time. And, like, his pinky has to be growing inward a little bit. <laughs> and, and and Bloodwith was like, how do you kill you again? And he was like, oh, just let me show you. And he like a moron. <laughs> I mean, that's on him. You know? You get what you get with that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if you, oh, how do I kill you again? I don't fucking know, figure it out. He's like, oh, honey, nothing bad will happen to me. She's like, I lay awake at night worrying about how to kill you. (laughs) Would you please just tell me? Yeah, just, could you just let me know? I I, I need to get some sleep. (laughs) I lie awake at night wondering how to kill you. Would you just tell me? You have to scrape the G off his forehead. He's a golem. (laughs) 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 Only unchop it. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Cholera works too. Cholera. You're gonna give him cholera? It's pretty specific. <laughs> Damn. All right. I think yeah. we've uh, unsaid. That seems like a words. natural stopping point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we, cholera. We went from cholera. plugs to all of that. That was my fault. Oh, I don't have any plugs except that Broadway is coming back this fall, and if you're able. Please buy a ticket and support Yay. the theater artists who are finally returning to work. Plugs? You know what? You do have a plug. I, I know do, you do. I do have a plug. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna plug one tribe. Do it. All right. So so I wrote the theme song for this uh, little uh, podcast. 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 And uh, my old band from like. High school and college, we did a new record called uh, One Tribe. It's by us. Uh, band's called Who Cares. That's my plug. Uh, go uh, anywhere where you get digital music. Go and uh, get that. Please. You can listen to it on Spotify, but honestly, throw a man a bone. Go buy that on iTunes. Don't be cheap. Buy things. Buy things from artists. They also have excellent merch. I bought the uh, Who Cares One Tribe sweatshirt, and it is massively comfy. Oh, just like our merch. Their merch is over at Tee Public. Uh, they just make good stuff. Uh, Actually, sorry about that. The best way to get it is to go to www.whocares1990. I'm sorry, .whocaresband1993.com. That's the best way to get it. It's all linked. It's all there. Teresa will put the links search. in the yeah, app. Yeah, because you just didn't say a URL. You put way too many dots in that. Right, Teresa will put the links in. Yeah, put the link in. Links of Palooza in the description below, everybody. Anybody else? Link in bio. Anybody? You can listen to my other podcast, ZPM Stargate, which is about Stargate and tangentially about gods and things. Uh, you can find us on the social medias. Uh, hit us up at Twitter at Last God Pod. You know, Last God Pod. Uh, everywhere else, it's Last God Standing Pod at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram. Not that we're active really on those, but it's, I mean, it, we're talking Twitter. Get me on Twitter. I'm about to, that Twitter life. And that's that. And thank you to Mike Giacino for writing our wonderful theme music. Thank you to our guests. Thank you. Bobby, for Juliana, sacrificing a rainy vacation day. <laughs> oh, very charming. Charming. And charming. <laughs> Thank and you for having us. This was delightful. Oh, I'm glad you came. Thanks a lot, <laughs> What a spaz. Have a good weekend, everybody. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. Thanks to our listeners. Bye. Bye. Get a new casting director. These people are terrible. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh.